something very dark happens to young men that have not experienced intimacy with another human being for quite some time. Because, you know, when I was younger, I used to just think, like, I, I thought in very, like, you know, barbershop nigga logic terms. Like, I thought, like, well, if niggas don't get pussy, that's why niggas be getting shot in parking lots and in the mall if they white. Like, it's <laughs> black people, like, black men, we don't get some pussy. We just, like, all right, I just need to shoot this one nigga getting all the bitches. I just need to fight this one nigga. But, like, you know, white boys are like, everybody's got a fucking go, man! <laughs> and then they gotta write a manifesto. A nigga just have a bad night and too many drinks and too many rejections and he fucking end up shooting somebody in the club. <laughs> They got on a nice watch <laughs> with a bitch. But white boys, they like start writing a manifesto and they're like, because the problem is, and they got like, they got to have like some avatar be their enemy. Like I used to think like that. And I still believe that to a degree. But I'm seeing that there's this, this bigger thing of young men, men in their mid 20s, their late 20s, their early 30s, even their mid 30s. Where they have nobody in their life they're intimate with. And I see what that can create. There's a very because if you, you don't if you're not intimate and by the way, like women, and I say men <coughs> because there aren't many, even though like the the kind of the stereotype in society, the cliche is, oh, women want intimacy and all that other stuff, and men just want to nut, have a steak, and play Xbox. Like, that's what we say, but that's not really what it is. Like, the main reason men stay in relationships longer than we should is because we don't have that many places that are safe spaces with people that really give a fuck about us. Like me, with my, my, my last uh, breakup, right? I was talking uh, to my nigga Troy, and he's like, wait, what happened? Wait, wait, how come you just don't stop? Wait, what? What? Oh, shit, I didn't know. I'm like, nigga, I, I told you like four times. And he's like, okay, but I didn't know. No, like that. I said, look, bro, I know you're a little retarded. And he's like, huh, now this is true. So it's like, because guys, our friends are retarded. We forget stuff. And like stuff just is always, it ain't important to, us, important to us until like it's in the moment. So intimacy with another woman provides us that it provides us a sense of somebody that cares especially black men because it's like look man when you grow up where you have a lot of judgment figures a lot of ops adversaries i don't mean in the sense of like everybody's trying to kill you but i mean it's like okay it's like police okay that's like a fuck okay it's like police is a thing okay uh niggas hating is a thing okay uh people that are just like hate on you because it's like especially like in like a dirty ass hood like west oakland it's like niggas will hate on you just for having a nice haircut or a bicycle or some clean shoes like that shit is like that shit is like slavery like oh my god like not slavery in the sense of like you know niggas is picking cotton but in the sense of like niggas damn near walking around barefoot looking sad and dirty so you meet a so you meet a woman. It's like, oh shit, this is like, this is a safe space. You know, this is a space where, you know, I can just kind of be human. That's what it is. It's about being human. It's not about crying in the pussy and being like saying all your dreams and fears and snitching while pillow talking. It's about this is who I am. This is where I am, and I can be fully seen. 
and black men especially, but then even outside of, and that that's the thing that niggas do, like, black men, we don't, like, man, fuck these bitches, man, you can't, you can't be kissing these bitches, they be sucking, and we create all this shit, and, 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 and Mexican niggas do it, to, where it's like this thing of, like, you know what, because I can't have that, and I gotta have such a guard up, it's like, everybody the ops, fuck everybody but my niggas, and niggas don't even believe that shit, but, like, you know, you gotta say that. But just everybody, like, everybody young really needs some, like, intimacy, you know. It also helps you just kind of be more... Intimacy with another person also also helps your emotional intelligence when dealing with other people. Okay, I can kind of see where they're coming from. I can kind of see where they're coming from. <coughs> like, even though my last relationship ended horribly, it's made me a better man. Like the fact that it ended horribly, I'm I have more compassion, I have more empathy towards people. The fact just being in it, I was like, okay, I get to see where somebody's coming from. I get to see somebody when they're great. I get to see somebody deteriorate, and I get to see all levels of a person. I'm not just like, oh, you are the worst thing you ever did. I'm like, no, you're this, and you're also that, and you just cho- chose to be a piece of shit. But I I knew you was somebody that was great and worthy of love, and now I know you was somebody that's worthy of some bad things. Like, but I've known all iterations of you. So I say all that to say, I saw this firsthand on Saturday. I was doing the show, and I walk in while the host is on stage. Walk in the green room, that is. And one thing about the green room is, as a comedian, the green room could be a lot of things to you, all depending about where you're at in life. You know, everything with Lyle Barron's comes back to, you know, depending on where you, depending on where you're at in life. But that's because that's worldly, and Lyle Barron's is worldly. But sometimes the gro- the green room can be a place of of fun. Sometimes the green room can be a place of inspiration. Sometimes the green room can be a source of anger and you just feel bad and you're just like, God, I need a fucking break from this scene or these people. Sometimes it can be a place just to chill out and mellow out because not too many people are in there and just like everybody on the lineup is kind of laid back in terms in terms of being off stage and other times it's just like everybody's hammy and getting their jokes off sometimes it's a place of networking the green room can be many things this time it was my least favorite type of green room it was a comic that's not very experienced but um is doing well for their uh their peer group and they come and just fucking hold court and they're super loud and the host comes in is this and again, we don't say names because we're not in a snitching. And also, I'm going to talk about this with Matt Duckett next week, so I don't want to step on this too much. This dude comes in, and I hear him hosting, and immediately I just know I don't like this motherfucker. And he was doing fine on stage. He was not bombing by any means. He was an adequate comedian. Like, it, <coughs> he, he was fine. Like, if somebody was like, hey, can I book him? I'll be like, I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll do fine on your show. Like, I, again, so no shade there. But God, I did not like this motherfucker. <laughs> like, he was on stage. He was doing this thing. And I, like, I hate that, like, loud, white, come town style comedy. Where, where it's, it's like, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. It's like, are you that fucking enthusiastic all the fucking time? I hate comedy that's, like, so fucking stand-up-y. Where it's, like, it's so into him, It's so into itself. Like, I was on a lineup with... <laughs> 
and I in New York, and this one comic, and of course I talked to him off stage, and I'm like, no wonder I don't like this nigga. Like I didn't fucking like, like he was killing, and like I respected his material, but I'm just like the fact he spoke so stand up me let me know he was gonna be like a cunt off stage. So like at one during this act, the, the thing that I didn't fuck with was he said. So you know my girl. So you know I'm from I'm from New York. Uh, my girl, uh, she's from Missouri, where you know she's not from New York. Uh, sh- so there they have this thing called manners. This thing called really, <laughs> really. <laughs> Again, he's he, he's a good comic, and like if I had a show and like if I still ran shows, and he was like, "Can you put me up?" I like I would say yes without question. But when I see a comic get up there and they're doing all that kind of like, so has anybody heard of this thing called, hey, so um, who in here likes hip hop? It's like, nigga, it's the most listened to music genre. Nigga, we all fucking like. Like, why the fuck are you asking all these questions, nigga? So the guy, I, I didn't like him. <clears throat> in the green room, he comes in, he started talking shit about another comic because they're trying to figure out this other comic is going to get to the show. And I'm like, Yo, that shit is um, that shit is on Zoom, and they're like, "Oh, it's on Zoom," and he's like, "Well, it makes sense because ever since this Carlos fuck broke up with his girlfriend, I was the only person he had to drive around." I'm like, bro, you already t- you you sound real bitchy right now, my nigga. Like, I got this thing. I only talk shit about comics in the green room where I'd say shit to their face. That is. Any comedians listen to this. That should be a motherfucking rule. Because if you talk shit about niggas you want to say it to their face, ooh, you labeled as a mark in this game, you, later, you labeled as a bitch-ass nigga in this game, or, you know, any profession. So, <clears throat> that already rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have a drink, and then pretty soon I'm going to get the fuck up out of this green room, because I'm not really feeling this energy, and it's fucking draining me. And I cannot be drained before my performance because I'm running this album. I should need to be tight. Again, with the album. I'm so glad he's got a new album to talk about. So, so that's happening. And let me, and then he starts talking. And let me just say before I go into this, black comedians, be careful who you coon with. And when I say that, I say, if you black and you gonna make talk shit about another black person with somebody that ain't black, you gotta really fuck with them and really know them. And the guy that was doing this, again, we don't say names, but he is from a place where ain't no niggas. He the only nigga where he live. So anyway, so the white boy I, I wasn't fucking with, he that was hosting the show, he says, yeah, man, like, you know, he's fucking, like, you know, we text each other making fun of, like, you know, black comic stage names. He's got this theory that, like, he said, like, the reason so many of them have stage names is because they have outstanding warrants. And I said, that's, you niggas are retarded. That's what I said. He's like, you know, there are names, and then they're pulling up all these dumb names like the Joker and and fuck all. The, I mean, you if you see like a lineup with some speakers <laughs> and, and where it's like you can pay via Zelle, like you fucking know the vibes. Where it's like a DJ and it's like there, there, there's a comic. It's like you know, Jarrell the Shot Caller, and you know the fucking names. And this other, this other big-ass white comic was, was like, yeah, yeah. And he kind of gets into the jokes. And I said, you know, both you motherfuckers feel like Ralphie May right now. And I said, not a weight thing because I could tell I was about to hurt their feelings. And I was like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I want to be honest. Because I said, because I could hurt you with the truth. I don't even got to be petty and talk about y- y'all big asses. And I said, and it's, I said, not even a weight thing. Just in the fact you guys are two white comics comfortable talking about what niggas do. 
And they just look at me, and they're like, uh, and then, and then the one dude, he's like, you know what? You're right, Lyle. You're right. You're right. But then the dude that's the host I'm not fucking with, he doubles down. He's like, well, no. It's like, it's just fucking retarded. It's fucking, I'm like, that's that's some white man shit for you to say, my nigga. That's some white man shit, because you don't understand that. And that is white man perspective. That is white woman perspective. I don't understand this, so therefore, it's barbaric. Therefore, it's archaic. I remember next girlfriend. The copy machine. She she had a fucking coworker that says some shit like, um, you know, I don't like most rap music because it's dumb. I like like Kanye West because he's smart. Who the fuck are you to say who's smart? You he is not talking to people like you. Same thing with oh, I like real hip hop. I like conscious hip hop. Vince Staples tweeted that's some, Vince Staples tweeted that's some bullshit. You gonna tell me Jeezy wasn't conscious when he had twelve bricks in his trunk? <laughs> But that's real shit, though. Like, who the fuck are you to say what's smart and what isn't? I don't like people that's not from this saying what's smart and what isn't. Like, we can all agree, like, Lil John is some dumb shit. But once it gets to a certain, t- like, like a name or, like, how people live and cultures, I said, and I said to him, I was like, that's fucking, like, one, that's fucking stupid. And it's like, if you grow up in a blue-collar area, inner-city area, a hood, it's like, you watch fucking Goodfellas, they're like, oh, they called him Tony two times because he said everything two times. I'm going to go get the papers, get the papers. Oh, that was Frankie the Wop. Oh, that was such and such long nose. Anybody from these types of, anybody from an inner city area in America, we got our AKAs. We got our aliases. We got our nicknames. That's how we identify. We got our tags. Like, And for you to come in as an outsider and be like, that's fucking retarded. That's because you don't get that. You don't fucking understand that way of life. And I said this to him. And he's like, no, it's not that. It's just like, it's fucking, it's just fucking stupid. Like, just say your fucking name. And I said, because all the comics do that aren't good. And I'm like, okay, is Jamie Foxx, is Jamie Foxx a shitty comic? And he said, wait, that's not his real name? I said, is he a shitty comic or not? And he's like, well, I'm like, his, is that his real name? I'm like, his real name is Eric Bishop, nigga. What the fuck is you talking about? He's like, yeah, but Jamie Foxx is a good stage name. Like, it makes sense. Nah, nigga, get the fuck out of here. So, we have that conversation. I'm, I'm full on. The producer of the show is getting annoyed because he's like, man, this motherfucker's supposed to be on stage, damn it, and Lyle's holding court, fucking. And I'm like, no, 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 this, this ain't holding court. I'm doing this for the culture, little nigga. He's like, oh, okay, okay, you're right, you're right. <laughs> So, I'm saying that to him. He gets on stage, rings up the next time. He's like, no, like, I mean, no offense. I'm like, no, but that's like some bullshit because it's like you're talking about a place that you're not from. And for the record, I think these names are dumb as hell too, but it ain't for me. Like, you ain't, like you don't perform in those places. You ain't making, you ain't doing jokes with them people. You, you don't know these people. You don't eat with them. You don't fuck with them. Like, you don't know anything about these people. And, like, why to some people, it's like, oh, yeah, stage net. Like, that makes sense. And why you would apply why you would apply something like that to comedy. And why it's like, okay, if you neighborhood, and that's, that was your name when you was offstage, you would bring that alias to the stage. Because, again, it's about community. He's like... And then it'd be stuff where he's like, uh, well, so I totally agree. I agree with that. And I said, okay. And, he, and then later, like, he's about to bring me on stage. And I could tell he didn't want me to whoop his ass. Like, and not, not like I was going to fuck him up, but well, maybe, I don't know. But <laughs> he was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know I have no problem. I'm like, no. And, and I was like, look, here's the thing. I don't have a problem. Like, look, I think that, I, I think this shit sounds stupid too. Like, you 44 years old. 
and you calling yourself, uh, <laughs> you know, LOL Leroy or whatever. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I don't, I don't like seeing the shit myself, but I didn't admit it too much. I was, I didn't really say it. I really think like, look, that shit is cringeworthy, nigga. I ain't going to lie, but it, it, one, and niggas getting my, I, I didn't even really say what I thought, but I said, but the thing is, would you go perform at a room full of niggas and be like, hey, all you, all y'all motherfuckers in the lineup, y'all got some stupid ass names. Use your government name. What the fuck? Like, your mama named you Tyson. You walking around being like, I'm Ty Ty. I'm ha ha Ty Ty. What the fuck is wrong with your, your goofy ass? <laughs> like, go say that to them niggas' face. And then, and then I, I've, again, I don't say names, but I said, go up to this blah, 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 black comedy, goes by a stage name that's well known in the area. Go up to him and be like, yo, your name is stupid as fuck. Go by your government. What the fuck are you doing? Go say that today to them niggas' faces. No, you just saying it in private. Here's the thing. If you are not black, let me just say, if you just anybody, and there's shit that you will say in private that you will not say in public, or you will not say to said person's faces, chances are it's racist, chances are it's sexist, chances are it is wrong. You know it's wrong if you will not say it publicly. Like me, I get on here and I say all types of wild shit that I would say to the fucking face. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like. Because I'm a comedian, I'm a real nigga, I'm six foot one, and I work on my arms. So I'm like, all right, what's up? What, what, like, what you niggas really about? <laughs> like, I'm... It's not saying I'm right. It's not saying I'm wrong. It's just saying I was like, I don't, in my heart, I don't believe the things I be saying are truly fucked up. I believe I'm just like, hey, look, I'm a black man. This is a safe space. And, you know, the world ain't a safe space for me. So fuck it. I got to make the world a safe space for myself. But to bring it back to, to the original point of intimacy is... This dude, after he's like apologizing, he's trying to be cool. And again, I'm not, I'm not gonna like, like step on this too much because, because again, me and Matt are gonna talk about it next week. But the thing he kept doing was he, he kept like touching me, and t- he's like, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know." Like, I'm like, "You ain't gotta be that loud. You ain't gotta be that close. I hear you, bro. I hear you. Like, chill, relax, bro. Bring it down." He's like, "Okay, okay, okay." And then I saw him like. With the other guy, with the other male comics, he's touching on them, and then female comics touching on, the, and not in a pervert way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jamming nobody up. I do not think he's like a predator or anything like that. But I noticed this, and I was like, huh? Look at how he looks, how he moves, and I'm like, this poor fucking guy doesn't have anybody in his life that he's really intimate with. That's why he speaks so loud. That's why he takes up so much space. That's why, you know, let me fucking answer this text right now. Anyways. That's why he does that. That's why he takes up. That's why he's so fucking obnoxious. And like, I see a guy like that as an example of just like 
<coughs> if you're not if you're not intimate, if you don't have somebody you're intimate with where you can be, you can I'm not saying you gotta bear your soul or share your darkest secrets, but if you don't have somebody you could be skin to skin with, you, you can be naked with, you can say fucked up things around, you can be stupid around. I'm not saying a girlfriend, I'm not saying a lot. Well, yeah, I am saying a lover. Um it can manifest it can manifest itself in different types of ways. Because then you find yourself like Dang, I ain't had human contact in a minute. Let me put my arm around the homie more. Let me get closer when I talk to people. I mean, that shit like that happens like just with guys that like don't get like laid in a minute. It's just like, you know, you find yourself you find yourself in the grocery store and you know, you you see like a nice a nice booty, and then next thing you know, you're fucking walking in aisles you shouldn't be in. You're like, oh, well, it's been a minute since I had some cornmeal mix. It's like, nigga, you know damn well you ain't looking for no cornmeal mix. You just saw that bitch and the, the fucking tight leggings go towards the, the cornmeal mix. And then now you just want to find her. Like, oh, let me just pass her again. Knowing damn well you ain't going to say shit. You're just going to keep fucking pushing your cart by. Like, that's what happens. Like, because men, like, the longer men go without sex, like, men just get more creepy. Yo, that, that's like a thing with dating. And it's like, it's, especially you get out of a relationship in, you know, your late 20s, your early 30s, it's, it's going to be, especially depending on how you looking, it's going to be like less people that are just down the fuck. Like, for me, yeah, like, in terms of detail, like, I need to find like a, a like a 24, 23-year-old to, to, to do all that. It's because women now, like, they still want some wine and dine. They still want to feel like this could kind of go somewhere because that clock is ticking. It's always ticking. But the 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 ticking gets louder by the time they get 26, 27. So, the thing with all that is the longer you go without having intimacy like as a man in a in a world where it's like people be like oh mental health if you need anything but you know a lot of men's mental health is really kind of well i don't want to say a lot but a lot of men's mental health is based on money and women i'm sad i don't have enough money i don't have enough pussy what the fuck i feel like i'm not valuable as a man because like the thing is sex and and that's why niggas love rap music sex and money gives you confidence it gives you purpose and that's like the difficult thing like with sex is especially as a man is sex gives you energy it gives you confidence so the longer that's being withheld from you like the more you want it and the more you're very um you're a certain type of way about it and then i see with women, it's just like, oh, guys, just they, that's all they want. And the older they get, they, like, they're like, well, I want more than that. And it's like, I don't want to be like, oh, you got to work harder and you got to do more shit you don't want to do and have more conversations you don't want to have. But you kind of have, like, less tolerance for, cer- for certain things, blah, blah. Women are annoying. Men are impatient. Um, <laughs> back to mo- the point about intimacy, though. It's one of those things where And look, let me say I think you need periods where you're not really intimate with anybody. You need periods where you just kind of yourself and you relearn yourself and you figure shit out again. Like I do feel that. 
Well, I know that. But even outside of that, like you need, you need that safe space. And the reason I say that, you know, we need that is because like millennials, like we get, we have sold a lot of this, oh, self-care and all this other stuff. And self-care is great. Treat yourself is great. And being intimate with yourself is great. Relearning yourself is great, especially as you you grow and you go through changes. But look, man, we saw what the pandemic did to motherfuckers. We saw what the lockdown did to motherfuckers. Grabbing drinks over Zoom ain't enough. And by that same token, just kind of having friends isn't enough. You need that other thing to... To help you grow and for a, a space of of comfort. Like I look I look at the way my relationship ended, us living in New York, and I'm like the intimacy was gone at a certain point. It was gone. And I look at myself now as an artist. I am creating so much fucking fire material. Like I am like I my 2K rating has gone up like at least 8 to 12 points. Like I have been really really having some fucking good sets lately. Because I've been writing a lot lately. I've been coming up with more material lately. I got like already like I got this new bit I can't wait to do. This is this is bit about um the bit is basically like what you know? If you listen to my podcast, fuck it, I, I can run a bit by you guys. Like the bit is, uh, what if like Batman was real and he went after people that the internet tells us are evil? You know, and it's like, what like what if Batman went after Trump? Oh, you did your last Capitol ride. Here's the thing: you're weird. You're wearing tights. You're silly. You're disgusting. You know, I don't even think you're a Batman. You know, you're a bad boy. You're a bad boy. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. No, fake hero. You know, they say all heroes don't wear... <laughs> and then, what a Batman went after Bill Cosby when he got released. Like, you slipped your last quaalude. Don't be so sure about that, my cape crusading friend. Oh! <laughs> what have you done with Robin? I gave Robin a little bit of my special orange juice and my barbecue sauce. And... Your daughter's hiding up in the Brooklyn basement. Face it, and then Dave Chappelle like comes out to Bill after Dave Chappelle like Chappelle, you been fucking. <laughs> you gotta stop making fun of trans people. Oh, relax, Bruce. Just buy him some more dicks. Oh, surprise, nigga! You surprised I didn't know who you were? Oh, word! I know it's you, Bruce. Batman had a very interesting journey. Saw his parents die as a child. Shot. Dead in the streets. He was raised by his creepy British butler, Alfred. And Alfred made him sandwiches, helped him with the homework, fucked him on the butt in the back cave. It was <laughs> okay, right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. No shit, no shit. This is the closest like when rappers come on like Sway or like Sirius XM and like play some new shit and drop some bombs and then cut it off. That's my version of this. Anyways, let's see how much I'm creating right now. And the fact that I wasn't when I was with her, and that's because 
Like, when I was with her and shit was good, I was creating. And, like, the fact that I'm not, that is purely due to the fact that the intimacy is gone. Because then you're working on, I found myself working on other things, like trying to just make the relationship survive. Her doing the same thing when I was fucked up. Me doing the same thing when she was fucked up. Us taking turns being mean to each other. And, because it got to the point where it's like, and when I say intimacy... You can have sex and it's not intimate. You can say I love you and it's not intimate. You could be cuddled up and it's not intimate. I didn't feel, and I can't speak for her because I'm sure she felt a disconnect. Well, I just was straight up like, I don't give a fuck about all this shit you got to say. Like, that was my way of just being like, she's like, you just don't give a fuck. And I'm like, because you're boring. Like, you've turned into what? You turned into a boring ass techie. And I, I just don't give a fuck anymore. That was a problem. Like, I, I wasn't in her friends. I wasn't in her stories. Good shit would happen to her at work. And I'd just be like, oh, great. A white lady did another thing. Yeah, yeah, the rich get richer. Like, and I was like, and that's not the attitude. And she's like, you chose to be with a white person. You can't have that attitude. I'm like, I mean, can I? No, Lyle, you cannot. But then, like, on my end, it was lost because I would just, I felt like whatever what she wanted to do in the moment, was like most important and i felt like well no she was so fucking unfulfilled it's like every moment was just so important and then like i just saw she kind of turned into a crazy bitch like you ever meet like a girl in the club and like her, just her eyes are kind of darting all over the place and like she's not off cocaine but like just she, like her eyes are darting but her face is still her mouth is open she's like yeah 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 okay and then and just rushing when she speaks words just rush out it's like, okay, and then, like, one time, in, in, in Jewish summer camp, and then this happened, and then, and then, so we didn't know him, okay, so then I got this one friend, okay, okay, and, you know, this friend's great, and, and it's like, you don't really feel your words, you're just speaking to speak, you're just being, you're just taking up space for the sake of taking up space, and when you take up space for the sake of space, as we learned, you lose, you lose ability to be intimate with somebody. Oh, nigga, that's what it was. That's what it was. Anyways, um, yeah, man, intimacy is important. It is something that definitely needs to be worked at. Hey, what's going on? This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Barons. Appreciate you for joining us. Shout out to Lie Hive. Love you. Uh, today, I want to unpack relearning your red flags as a single person. Because like, we get single you're single again after a lengthy relationship. You got you to retool your life together as a single person. As just you. And one thing that I've seen in the past in the past few weeks, in the past few months, is I'm like rediscovering my red flags. And then when you're in a relationship that's been good, that's been bad, that's been healthy, that's been toxic, you have new red flags. So we're gonna get in all that. Hope you enjoy the show. Share it on social media. And by the way, like you niggas be sharing shit at the wrong time, okay? You niggas be sharing like, oh, haha, Joe Budden, ha, oh, academics is wild for this. Ah, oh, oh, Joe Rogan or like whatever the fuck you listen to. It's like you be sharing the niggas that don't need your shares. Share, share my shit, nigga. I need it. I need it. Okay. 
Yes, I'm talking to you. Oh, you're not talking to me? No, I am talking to you right now. So share my shit, nigga. Enjoy the fucking show. One thing that happens when you get out of a lengthy relationship is you relearn your red flags. Because they're red flags, because we have our red flags with all types of things, like, you know, us, is identity, us uh, with a job, uh, getting an apartment, relationship, single. We have our red flags for all different types of things. And I'm relearning my single red flags. And that's the thing with single and relationship. Those are red flags that you can forget. Like, you're always going to remember your flags as, like, whatever your ethnicity is, whatever your gender is whatever you do for a living, you're going to remember like, oh, no, no, that's a red flag. But in terms of single relationships, you can forget those over time. Because you can say like, like, like when I'm in year two in seven months or year three in 10 months of my relationship, a single homie of mine can tell me like, yeah, then she did this and she could do that. I'm like, what, what? Nah, fuck that bitch. But I'm not, that's not my day to day. That's not my reality. I'm thinking about how do I get along with her annoying ass family. Um, I'm thinking about her kind of being needy and I'm trying to write or get in some sort of zone and she's got to show me some shit on her phone and everything has to do with her talking about herself and how it's creating like a lack of intimacy and a lack of creativity for me because I feel like I'm just in this book. You know, like <clears throat> that's my reality. <clears throat> my real, like I can say what I would do or wouldn't do. So being newly single I, I've relearned my red flags with dating. And, th- and this is where I am jealous of women. Because if women out of a relationship, if they just want to be like, you know what, I just want to get dick. And I was with a motherfucker four years. I just want to get some dick. Right? They can fucking do that. They they, they can do that. Not, not to say it's going to be good dick or the kind of dick they like, but they can do that. Or like, oh, I just want to experiment with girls. But, like, they can fucking do that. But as a guy... You kind of got to, <laughs> you know, you, you got to be like, hey, um, I don't know. I'm open to a relationship. It's not like I'm not saying like that's what I want, but I mean, like I'm open to it. You got to fucking lie. You got to you got to lie to them. And you know what? Even in order to lie to them, you got to lie to yourself. You got to tell yourself like, well, no, I mean, it's it's not off the table for me. Like, it's possible. Nigga, you know, it's not possible. But you like in order to be a better liar, you got you got to lie to yourself. That, that's that's what the best ones do. That's what the greats do. <clears throat> and I saw it. Well, I saw like recently I was talking to this young lady. 27, 28. And I realized like, I mean, I've always known this, but I'm like communication, especially now that like I'm in my thir- early 30s and just what I've been through. And I haven't been single. I haven't been single since I was in my 20s. I'm like. If we can't communicate right, or I just don't like your style of communication, we're not doing this. We are not fucking doing this. You, no, no. That's also, and the reason why communication is such a huge red flag for me is communication is one of those things that gets harder the longer you've known somebody or the longer you're talking to somebody or you're with somebody. That's why communication on the front end needs to be real smooth. Hey, this is what I want. This is where I'm at. Hey, this is what I want. This is where I'm at. Cool. Think we can go. All right, cool. What are your boundaries? Cool. Because you need that shit to be right for like the first four to six months. 
Because when you get to like, you know, month five, month seven, and you're having like real problems and you're having to go like, okay, wait, do we actually fit? Is this something we should continue? Whether that's a relationship or that is um an activity partner, you know, somebody like you fuck and then you also like actually do shit with. But, you you know, it's, it's not monogamous. When you're in a situation like that, you need to already be off on a good footing in terms of communication. Cause like if the way you guys communicate is, is rocky, you know, during like the first four weeks and just trying to like schedule dates and see what you guys want, that's going to be a fucking pain in the ass by the time, by the time like you're a year in and you're trying to, and then when there's all this unspoken shit. So for me, it was this, <coughs> it was this woman I went out with, right? Met her after the show. We actually, we made out after the show. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because it's like, one, what kind of makes sense why niggas been coughing this whole podcast? <laughs> like, right now, we really see how much a nigga care about COVID. <laughs> so that's one. And then two, I also say that to say, like, just out of a little amusement for myself, it's like, oh, shit. We done brought... <laughs> We done brought uh, my little uh, Ratchet NBA 2K13 model back. It's like, <laughs> I, don't tell, I don't know. Like, I mean, I can tell you how many women I slept with. I cannot tell you how many women I made out with. It's, this is fucking. Thank God COVID didn't exist in. I don't know how, like, kids are, like, in their early 20s and they're just not, like, sw- sl- swapping saliva all the time. Maybe they are. I don't know what the fuck kids do anymore. Like. Like, I went ahead, by the way, about knowing what kids do, there, there's, like, I don't know, like, like if another 31-year-old is just like, oh, yeah, this is what, like, the 24-year-old niggas are into, I'm like, nigga, why the fuck you care and want to know that? Like, I don't, like, I don't really, like, sometimes they be using some slang and I be, like, wanting to know what it means. I'm like, why the fuck do I even care if it means, like, only them niggas, like, on the street say, like, hey, yo, shoes, yo, shoes is looking real pee. I'll be like, all right, what, do I need to kick this nigga's ass or dap him up? Like, what the fuck do that mean? That's the only time I really care what these niggas are saying, because it's like, you know, like, you niggas never stay in a good hotel in your life? Get the fuck out of my face. Like, you niggas don't go on real vacations. You niggas share a room in Vegas and and, and get a bottle and just walk from club to club and, and take pictures. Yeah, fuck y'all. But but the listeners, shout out to y'all. Anyways, um <coughs> So I happen then fast forward we go out on a date, end up spending all day together. Real good time. Then, you know, through uh through some very direct communication on my part, we came to an understanding, and I was like, you know what, like, all right, I'm gonna get us a hotel on Monday, do 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 cool. I send her the screenshot of the hotel. Hotel Kabuki. It's going down. We're gonna have a lovely time. Wine, dine, I got a show. And there's gonna be, um... There's going to be a lot of stress and tension released in between the show and in between the whining and dining. That's what the fuck my head, like, like, I was like, this is what we're going to do, if that's cool with you. She's like, yeah, I'd love that. 
I sent her the... Uh, I didn't even send the... I wasn't attacking nigga where I'm like, as you can see, 200 and da 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 dollars. <coughs> I just sent the location and the address. She sends me a text. Says, hey, I'm sick. That's it. Just, hey, I'm sick. No... No, hey, I hate to do this. So sorry. Not even, and that's a red flag for me. Like that's a red flag. Not that, and not that she owes me because she does not owe me. She does not owe me. Not that, but a red flag is. Hey, I'm sick. I can't meet up. Has she said, "Hey, so sorry"? You know, something came up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick. You know, it's like I'll be like, okay, and then she'd even get points if she was like, so um. I can send you like half the money for the hotel and just let me know how much it is. And I'd be like, bitch, you good. I'm a boss player. I'm a made man. We don't do that shit, but good luck anyways. But it's like, okay, now, now I know you ain't no girl boss. Oh, nigga, that's how you bitches ain't girl bossy. Okay, nigga, okay, nigga. See, that's the type of shit that makes you a girl boss is being like, yo, man, like, I'm sorry. Let me cover that. Oh, word. You put your credit card down. To make the reservations on Yelp. I'm talking some fly shit some of you niggas don't know. But for the real niggas that know, when you go to them like real, them like kind of legit places and you don't want to be sitting at a bar, you don't want to be waiting. Because ain't nothing worse <clears throat> than when you trying to get some pussy and and not like you trying to get some put like in that moment, but it's like the evening is designed around pussy. We're going to go here and grab some <clears throat> some finger food. And it, it's going to be finger food and appetizers because I'm trying to fuck later. We can't have nothing too heavy. And then we're going to go grab drinks at this one spot. And we're going to go to two other places. And I'm going to say, how about one more? And you go, yeah, I can go for one more. And you go to that fourth spot. And then, like, <coughs> you're curating an evening around, like, getting some pussy. Like, and it is be like it's better when you can make reservations and not wait. Was, oh, we're waiting. Especially me. Like, I'm very like I'm very polite with wait staff. But I'm also like, um, how long has this been bottle been open? Okay, could you have... Could you, uh, can we get a taste of the one that's been open, uh, that was open most recently? I had, it's funny, like, this is exact girl. When I did that, when he was at the restaurant, she said, that is such a turn on. I was like, I know, I'm turning myself on, nigga. Ooh. So anyways, I was like, all right, that's a red flag that there's not some sort of sorry, whatever. And then I, I check in like a few days, like, hey, how you feeling? And then she's just like, like she would text like uh, f five to eight hours in between and just like, I'm good. And I'm like, all right, let me text like an hour later. And then it'll be like, all right, next text is four hours later. Like, I don't like that shit because that all just reads power trip to me. I'm not expecting like, don't text me back instantly. But it's like, OK, if we can't even get off an instant text, like just like a few minutes of instant text. Like, I'm like, I don't like where this is headed. So then, <coughs> later, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to text her because I have some other work. So when you have other work, you know, you go and you don't like the way a situation is. You know the situation's not over. But you know, got, you got the other work. You're like, let me, let me tend to my other crops. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like the way the tomatoes are coming in. I'm going to go check on the strawberries. <laughs> Because you being a bitch-ass tomato right now. <laughs> so you're like, let me go check on the strawberries. Then, of course, when you check in the st strawberries, the tomato wants to go from green to red. <laughs> As tomatoes tend to do. 
this nigga always thinking about some food. So she like I I gave myself like a time. I was like, man, I ain't texting this bitch until Thursday. And what do you know? About Tuesday, Wednesday at midnight, I get a text that just says, hello. And it was like weird because it was like it, it wasn't drunk. It wasn't in the realm of a booty call. It just felt weird. I'm like, hey, what's up? And and by the way, me and this girl, like, we hit it off in person, which is why she just felt so weird over text because I'm like, oh, she's laughing, but she's not over and she's curious enough, but she also has like, you know, some shit to say, at least for now. I mean, on the first day, girls always have something to say. Unless they just be talking. Oh, I also liked her because she didn't talk about work. I'm like, so what do you do? And she's like, does it really matter? And I'm like, no. No, it does not. I had like a flashback of like the last four months of my fucking, uh, the end of my trash ass relationship and how it, all this bitch could talk about was like some shit that happened on Zoom. Okay, and they said this, and I did this, and then I gave my presentation, okay? So I'm giving my presentation, okay? And then Nick, okay? Then there's Sarah, okay? You're Miss Sarah, okay? Okay, yeah, that's even Pino. And then all these like fucking nicknames of these people, and like you've met these motherfuckers like in person like two times, but uh, it's okay and but there's these strong feelings and i was just like she's like does it really matter and she and she said i'm not really happy at my job so i just really don't like to talk about work like i make good money and i like what i do everybody you know every woman makes good money now it's like the fuck you gonna do america's turn (laughs) but she's like she's like (laughs) she's like you know I don't know, like, I'm not, like, super happy at work, so i just rather not talk about it. I'm like, well, that's what we call a green flag, bitch. <laughs> so, so anyway, so, her text just came off as extra weird. So, as that's happening, right, text me, like, at midnight, and I'm like, yeah, and then she says, what did, you, what are you doing, what are you doing right now, or what did you do today? And I'm like... What the fuck is this? Like at midnight, this is this is the conversation we're having. And then blah 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 blah. Her birthday's coming up, and then I'm like, "What's up? Like, get you a birthday drink? What's up?" And then she's like, "Excuse me." She says, "Yeah, I'd love to." Um, I'm going to Monterey, but yeah, definitely when I get back. I'm like, uh huh, and I'm like, okay. Okay. She's seeing another guy. Which I don't give a fuck about. Because I'm for the streets right now. No, nigga, I am streets, okay? It's a difference, okay? Copy machines for the streets. I am the streets. How you gonna be, you know, say you belong to the streets, but the streets belong to me. Shout out, Drake. So I am streets. Always been, always will be. She says... Went to Monterey for my birthday and did some shrooms. I'm like, okay. If you're single, you're you nobody goes to Monterey by themselves or with a group of friends. And like this is why you gotta be your big homie sometimes. Cause you gotta like you gotta like talk some logical sense in yourself. It's like, come on, dog. Monterey ain't the type of place that you go just solo or with a homegirl. You going with somebody that you fucking. Like, Monterey ain't that type of thing, right? Because Monterey's boring as shit. Like, I've been to Monterey. Like, well, because, like, I had a girlfriend. She she lived in Watsonville. And we would, like, go. I remember I went to Monterey because I wanted to see Top 5. And, like, that was 
no theater in Santa Cruz was playing it. And then, of course, not in fucking boring-ass Watsonville. Which is, and Watsonville, if you don't... If there are any SoCal people listening, it's like Oxnard, Oxnard North or some shit. It's like they get crops and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, <coughs> Monterey, it's like, it's very beautiful. Monterey is the type of place you go if you're like in your 50s and rich. You go to like Carmel, uh, Monterey, what, Pebble Beach. I can't remember the name of it. But it's like it's got golf courses and it's, you know, it, it's for that. But it's not like really... It's fun if like you go with somebody and you look at the views and you have the, like their kind of Pacific Rim cuisine that's like okay. Like the restaurants in there are like okay. And, and, and you do that and you smoke some weed and you have motherfucking sex and and then you and you take pictures of the beach. And that's what you do in Monterey. And I'm like, you don't go there like it's a single friend. So I'm like, all right, I'm already known. I'm already known. Okay. Somebody's in the picture. And then she's like, well, it's not my actual birthday. My actual birthday is on Monday. And then I'm like, how about I grab you a drink? And then uh, and then she says, well, I'm having dinner with my family. Nigga, get the fuck out of here, nigga. I, you, you ain't putting a banana in the tailpipe on Lyle Barron's. So I'm like, I don't like this sense of communication. I don't like this sort of... Because here's the thing. This is like, men know... Let me just say this. Men know how to juggle... Men know how to juggle women better than women know how to juggle juggle men. Some some women know how to have a roster, but the truth is, ain't that many bad bitches out here. It's more it's more whores, male whores. It's more players. It's more mac daddies. It's more pimps than it is boss bitches, boss girls, bad bitches. Okay, that's just a fact. Because we are trained, especially us in uh, urban communities, we are trained to have a stable of women. Especially, especially black men. It's like, black men have never really been monotonous. Like, even during, like, during slavery, we have multiple wives. In Africa, we have multiple wives. So it's like, having multiple women, that's just, a, like, a natural part of, of our DNA. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's... Uh, uh, it's like, you need to get Michael Eric Dyson in here to, like, you know... <laughs> I talk about that. Well, it, it, although Christianity has been pushed on the black community, you need to see that the man has always been a protector of the woman. So when a brother Tupac Shakur says the rose of group, <laughs> Michael Eric Dyson cracked me up. Like, if you real lie high, you know who Michael Eric Dyson is. <clears throat> but anyways, because like the way and by the way, here's how women for any for the few women that are listening. If you do want to have like guys on deck, you got to give them an actual date. It's it's like basketball. It's like sports. You got you got to give them some playing time. You know, like you can't just be like, yeah, we see. We, you can't just be having a nigga sit on the injury injury reserve list, especially if he's just kind of you know, well, especially where, like a guy like me. I'm just kind of like, hey, I'm about to be on on the way out. Like I'm just gonna stop talking to you. Like and the, the way this is gonna keep happening is you're gonna have to like fucking come to me. So. She's like, yeah, I got, yeah, I got dinner with my family, and then I'm like, and I'm like, okay. And she's like, so what you been up to other than making people laugh? And I'm like, oh, I fucking hate that. Like, who gives a fuck what I've been up to? Like, I'm trying to fuck. And then she's like, I'm like, oh, you know, you know, it'll be back in L.A. and I write screenplays. Like, I don't know. It's like you got, you just tell these. 
I'm just laughing at my. I'm just laughing at like how annoyed I am by by certain questions. So and she's like, "Cool," and then and then she just says like, "So going so going back to L.A., huh?" Eh? And I'm like, "Well, no, because before I texted, so when are we linking again?" And she texted back, "So going back to L.A., huh?" Eh? And I know what the fuck she was doing. And this is this is this, women got to stop doing this, but I know what the fuck she was doing. She had already made, and I already knew before, but I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to let this play out because I've been wrong about this before and had some good experiences by not just writing it off. So I'm like, all it costs is a text. So I'm going to let this write out. But when I said, so when are we seeing each other again? Because I was just kind of like, all right, how are we doing this? But I'm not going to keep fucking texting you like hours apart. And she said, she says, so going back to LA, eh? what she wanted what she wanted, and pay close attention, what she wanted, she wanted me to talk her out of seeing me again. That's what she wanted. She wanted me to go, like, yeah, I'm gonna be out there, you know, it's opportunities, good place for me to be, uh, showbiz, and I say what you guys know I think about the Bay Area. She wanted all that. She wanted me to talk her out of it. Well, it seems like, okay, and she wanted, like, all this stuff Oh yeah, and then and then <laughs> so that happens, right? Like she wanted that, and I, uh, I and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna skip over that. I am like, I am a triple OG in the dating game. I made a whole fucking album off off, off bitches. Like <laughs> you are not gonna fucking tell me like I don't like you're not gonna play me like that. So I just say like. If you don't want to see me again, that's fine. Just let me know, and we can leave each other alone. And then, and this is this is how like toxic this bitch is, because that's that's like a real reasonable. That is a reasonable thing right there. Like, hey, you know, oh shit, I deleted the whole thread because I'm I, I'm working on myself, and I'm like, nigga, I don't need to I don't need to look at her bitch ass name on my phone, <coughs> but but I have a photographic memory. So I said, hey, you know, if you don't want to see me, it's all good. We can leave each other alone. Because the Monterey shit already, along with the other red flags, cool. Then she says, why are you coming at me like that? And I said, well, because, and I said, you don't owe me anything. And by the way, guys, if whenever a woman fucks up early on, because there is a point where men where women can owe men things and men can owe women things in terms of I hate all this. Nobody else. You don't owe him shit, girl. No, sometimes a bitch does owe a guy some stuff, whether it be it, like it's not saying it's got to be pussy, but it could be an ex- explanation. It could be money. It could be clarity, closure. There are things that and as men can owe women as well. Like, there are things that people can owe each other just based off of time, loyalty, sacrifice. You can't just do this like, no, you're a person, fuck him, patriarchy, shut the fuck up. So, I said, you don't owe me anything. But I have put more effort, not even really put effort, I just did the bare minimum and she didn't even try to do that. And I'm, because she's just a weird communicator and doesn't know how to juggle dick. And I was like, you don't owe me nothing. But I'm like putting forth effort. You're not really, and I just don't want to put myself in a position I just don't feel good in. 
And she's like, okay, I can appreciate that. I just don't want to be like in a thing that's like just about sex. And it's like, ugh, like you saw me on stage. Like you, who did you think you was talking to? Like, what? Come on. So we like, we're like, hey, I feel like this is what I want. And then I'm like, no, no, but it's like, it's not just that. It's like, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I'm like, and it's like, come on, pet the kitty, Lyle. Pet the kitty, pet the kitty. Come on, pet the kitty. Come on, give the squirrel some nuts. Give the squirrel some nuts. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It's like, you got to be a pet. No, 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 no. That's not what I just want. You know, you, you got to like, I, I lied to myself, you know. But I wasn't really lying to myself because it's also like, intimacy is important and we're gonna unpack that later but it's like you know you do want some intimacy that isn't you know just about humping you gotta say it like al pacino like you think everything's about humping and sex <laughs> so she's like okay well yeah i like to get blah blah yeah no okay i hear you and i was like and she's like i would like to get together again for like a drink something she said, I'd like to get together for a drink and something light. And I said, totally, love to see you before I leave. What When works for you? Then she texts me in the morning. Hey, so here's the thing. Ah, nigga! Like, bitches love, whatever. Whatever I say, hey, so here's the thing. I'm like, she, she's like... <laughs> like, what do, what do they say when they, like, they fire you or, like... Hey, so we're going to revisit this later. <laughs> like, this is fucking... <laughs> hey, so here's the thing. I had a great time doing 100%, blah, 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 blah. I just see that there's not going to be enough time for us to really see if this is a good fit. And I'm like, I fucking know this isn't a good fit. I didn't text all that, but I was thinking, I know this isn't a fucking good fit. One, you text Goofy. Two... You got another nigga in your life, clearly. If you go into Monterey, it's like that. Are, you can't even lie, right? Like, you can't even, like, like oh, I went to Monterey. You can't, like, bitch, go to Oregon or, or, or like, it'll be like, I was hiking and take a picture of some rocks and send it, like, <laughs> it's obvious. Like, I was a very good cheater. I had so many fucking elaborate stories and I cheated on both of them bitches, like, profusely. So... You know, this is good because I'm I'm not saying I'm right and I'm not saying they're wrong. We're just showing we're just showing the human psyche right here. We're showing the millennial mind right here. Anyway, so I was thinking like I knew this wasn't a good fit. But see, and this is why women are full of full of shit. Like in this regard. Is you can't if you want a guy to want more than sex. You gotta make it so other shit is easy. You know what I'm saying? You gotta make it so just going out and planning a night out is easy. You gotta make it so texting and checking in and kind of building that that rapport is easy. And if you don't do that, of course all a nigga's gonna wanna do is fuck you. It's like, all right, well, you text bad. Uh, you don't fucking answer the phone. You text me at odd hours nonsense because you like drunk or stoned out your mind and fake throwing up in a bucket. Or, like, the dude pissed you off, so you're like, eh, let me text the comedian. You know, like, <laughs> isn't it crazy I feel like I had, like, I've, like, had a camera follow her around, like, like, that she consented to. Like, I feel like there was a whole, like, 
re like reality show documentary crew following her and I got the footage. Like that's how I like that's how much I know the game. I'm like I knew this wasn't fuck and that that's that's like a red flag like I, I I didn't even want to see, because I could have just been like, well, it's, it's just for a month to work on this thing, then I'm going to be back, and then and you can visit, and it's not that far, and you know, like, I'm like, nigga, I'm not doing all that, like, I don't, I'm not into this that much, you know, it's just, it, you, you just need some intimacy to keep you from being a weirdo, especially when your, your, your relationship ends on a, a, a very toxic note. And I wasn't even mad at the whole thing. I'm just saying this because it's content and it's interesting, and you gotta say real shit to make a point. You know, you gotta you gotta tell you gotta tell stories with potting, not to just you know the, the uh, behind the curtain. Not to give you guys a master class on potting or anything, <coughs> but <coughs> that was like a that was a red flag I rediscovered. W was just like communication being bad. Just uh. Because, again, like, I look at, like, you know, not even the tail end of the relationship, but I just look at, like, the last, you know, year and a half of the relationship I was in, and I'm like, we didn't even talk the same. Well, also, like, you know, she had, like, her mental health issues, and she's popping on pills, but the point being... Relearning your red flags out of a relationship very healthy and i think another red flag i have now is like i really judge a girl's friends and that's partly from the relationship i was in and then even this girl because i met her friend that night and she was just like just this fucking awful because i remember i got off stage and i did i did my little impression request and then she's got this friend this there and she's like filipina and like a i guess like a quarter puerto rican and then i was just like you know it's like after the show i'm like what's up man you want to do some shots because that, that's what you gotta do when you a single live entertainer you gotta be like what's up you want to do some shots? hey let's let's do a drink you gotta get around it doesn't really matter who pays for it all that matters is that you do it so I was like, want to do that? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I'm talking to some other people that are like, oh, my God, you're so funny. You are our favorite tonight. I'm like, yep, yep, I know. Oh, yeah, that, by, that dope. I am, I have been doing very fucking well on stage, especially because, like, I'm, like, doing an entire, like, new act. And that's, that's the thing with being out this relationship is, like, not only have I been able to, like, you know, obviously see the, the red flags and shit, but it's like I am creating so much more because it's like I don't have to have my mind on, you know, somebody sending me videos and then hearing about work and then just like everything being a constant fuck, you know. So anyways, <laughs> here we do. I'm talking to these people. Then like later they're getting ready to go. I'm like, hey, what's up? I thought we was going to do a drink. And they're like, OK. And then like the girl's like, yeah, like the one that I ended up going out with. And then her little Filipina. Oh, by the way, the girl when I was just like another white Jew broad, you know, but different. Like she, she was like adult height, you know, like it was, it was nice, you know. Uh, 
looked like she was capable. No, 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 Lyle, don't, don't, don't be petty. If you was riding with the bitch, then you got to fucking ride with the bitch now in that regard. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be petty. So you got to stop yourself and be like, Lyle, do you want to keep your real nigga card? Yes, I do. Then, then there's some things you can't say because even real niggas can't say everything that we want to say just because it feels good. Anyways, I am so tired of just brown people that just act like niggas. Like, one, I don't like girls that act like niggas. And when I say girls, I mean women that ain't black. Well, even, even like, well, no, that's another story. Because right, we, we ain't talking about black women right now. Is <laughs> Like, I had an Uber driver. Like, I was on my way to do a spot at uh, Alameda Comedy Club this past weekend. And I it was like Middle Eastern, dude. He picks me up. And then he's like, yeah, what's up? How you feeling? I'm like, oh, my God. You doing all that fucking 90s shit with your mouth? Yeah, what's up? How we- yeah, yeah, you know. I just hate how, like, when non-niggas just do, like, a a bunch of like vocal coonery when they talk to me <laughs> so he's doing i'm like i'm good he's like i'm hot right now you know i'm about to whip my son ass and i'm like okay all right he's like yeah man you know he put hands on his sister because his sister stitch on him i'm like yeah you gotta handle that and i'm like you know what i only have so much fucking of that uber chit chat of like i'm like oh yeah you know you know oh yeah oh yeah yeah that yeah that street that gets crowded oh they've been building stuff i don't want to fucking do this i don't want to do this i realize you're not my chauffeur and this is just like a one-time freelance thing for you and and all that, but I'm not doing this. I'm not. Hey, hey, I'm not giving you a reaction every time. The same reason I like when motherfuckers show me shit on their phone to validate their sense of humor. I don't want to do this with you, Mister Driver. So he's like, "Yeah, you know my kids acting up." I'm like, "Oh yeah, hey, okay, yeah, I'm be hot. Yeah, man, I've been driving all day, you know." And then he was even like fucking driving like a coon, like he had. Like he was sitting up straight, but his seat was leaned back, and he's like, "Man, I hate this shit." By the way, like you non-niggas are act like niggas, but you're not niggas. Stop complaining about traffic, man. This is some bullshit right here. This is not time for your fucking road rage, nigga. And then like, and then I just wasn't. I was like, "Yeah, word, word." And then I just, I just wasn't responded. And then he turns up some fucking washed ass dry booty e40 and be legit i'm like god damn it nigga i don't want to hear this shit nigga i'm like (laughs) and i started thinking about the fucking ragamuffin coffee copy machine i'm like no wonder that bitch did that shit to me she wanted me fucking dealing with these whack-ass motherfuckers listening to this fucking dry booty bay area rap music right Anyways, this girl this girl i just i just kind of got i got mad at like an idea of a thing went off on a tangent but so this girl, she's like, why are we doing a drink with him? Like, why are we doing it? And then she comes up. She's like, well, no, he seems cuddly. He's funny. And then she just starts, like, grabbing on me. I'm like, well, uh, this girl's staying here. And then she's like, what the fuck, right? I said I'm not being petty or mad, but, like, I'm just kind of breaking down everything. <laughs> well, I know I'm not fucking with her, so let me get some shit off. So... She's like, why are we doing that? I'm like, and then I'm like, and then Corday Kunas is over there, and I'm like, and then Corday like goes up to her, and then she's like, and then and then we're laughing. And at one point, she's like, because you know, like like Corday says something about religion, and she's like, are you religious? And she's like, you know, like I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. I fuck with Judaism, 
and I busted out laughing because she said Judaism, and she's like, "What?" And then I said, and I'm like, "You mean Judaism?" And she said, "Well, I have an accent," and I'm like, "That's not an accent problem. That is a fuck." <laughs> That's my problem with Bay Area F- Filipinos, man. It's like, walk, walk around saying nigga, acting like she didn't say nigga, but walk around acting like niggas when they look like they should be fucking picking coconuts off the ground. What the fuck, nigga? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know how we got, like, how the fuck is it? I see the neighborhoods you niggas grow up, like, it's not like Filipinos in the Bay Area really grow up around a lot of niggas. Filipinos in the Bay Area... Grow up around a lot of other fucking Filipinos, so why the fuck they talking like that? But then she also got the Puerto Rican thing. And look, it's nothing worse than a fucking West Coast Latin Caribbean person. Like, have you ever met like a Cuban from LA? It's like, oh god, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> like they think they should be mayor, but they also think they're their grandma at the same time. Like, get the fuck out of here! You can't be, oh. Obama made a lot of, uh, <laughs> I was going to get a joke off about the Dreamer Act. I'm like, nah, let me just leave that alone. It's like, I'm going to say, I'm going to save that for when Rudio's back on. <laughs> so anyways, so she doing all that shit and I'm like, <laughs> Corday, run some interference for me. And then me and the girl, I'm like, yeah, let's do a shot of Casamigos. And then, and then a friend turns around. She says, I like Casamigos. I'm like, oh, Corday likes Casamigos, too. And then we do a shot of Casamigos. Da, 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 da. And anyways, I'm like, that's your fucking friend. That is your friend. Because I'm thinking, and then later, like, the next day when we're on a date, like, I'm like, yeah, like, she was just really fucking. And she's like, I am so sorry for her. She gets drunk. Wow, that's really fucked up. She, I mean, I, I had a bit to drink myself, so I wasn't fully aware. But, yeah, that is just really fucked up. And I, I just want to apologize on her behalf. And, I, and that was like a brief, that wasn't really a green flag or red, it was kind of more like a, a yellow light red flag. And But I'm like, I do think about like the company one keeps, you know. Because like with the, with the copy machine, her friends just got more and more like boring and basic. And I saw she got more boring and basic. And the thing is with your friends... You justify the fucked up shit your friends do. You justify their fucked up ways, you know. And and like and I'm saying like in this case it's like, <clears throat> well, let me first off just about start by saying I would never go out with somebody who would act like that, you know. And then me and the girl we outside we're talking and when people go away we make out and come blah 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 not to kiss and tell just facts. And then, and we're, but we're clearly having a good time as consenting adults. And then she's doing like the very, like twenty-two year old thing where she's like, "Okay, do you need my help?" And she's like, "No, I'm good." And she, she's like, "You can wait in the car if you want." She's like, "And she's like, did you want to go?" She's like, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine." You know. And then she's like, "Yeah, well, I'm, I'm good right here. I'm gonna keep talking to Lyle." And then she's like, "Okay." And then she's like. You better be good to her. And then she takes out a, a, a thing out of her pocket, and then a thing of chapstick flies, and I just fall out laughing. Hey, like, this goofy bitch. But yeah, so like, friends are. So those are two red flags I've rediscovered is friends and, um, and communication. Those are two things. Like, if your friends are just so fucking wonky. Cause that was the thing, like I discovered, I discovered with the copy machine is like I don't fuck with any of your friends. So, you know, it's good to learn thyself. Mm-hmm.
Hey, what's going on? This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Barons. Appreciate you for joining us. Shout out to Lyhive. Love you. Uh, today, I want to unpack relearning your red flags as a single person. Because like, we get single, single again after a lengthy relationship. You got you to retool your life together as a single person. As just you. And one thing that I've seen in the past in the past few weeks, in the past few months, is I'm like rediscovering my red flags. And then when you're in a relationship that's been good, that's been bad, that's been healthy, that's been toxic, you have new red flags. So we're gonna get in all that. Hope you enjoy the show. Share it on social media. And by the way, like you niggas be sharing shit at the wrong time, okay? You niggas be sharing like, oh, haha, Joe Budden, ha, oh, academics is wild for this. Ah, Joe Rogan or like whatever the fuck you listen to. It's like you be sharing the niggas don't need your shares. Share share my shit, nigga. I need it. I need it. Okay? Yes, I'm talking to you. Oh, you're not talking to me? No, I am talking to you right now. So share my shit, nigga. Enjoy the fucking show.